Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hey everybody, so good to be back. Um, great news, uh, This DVT Life has over 200 listeners. Um, now, of course, I don't know if this is true. It could be just that there's one person who really loves to listen to everything a lot. Um, either way, thank you very much. Um, it makes me really happy. I'm excited to uh, to see that I was watching the numbers kind of 198, 199, and then we kind of like pause there for a while. Um, it's kind of neat to see that happen. Um, you know, a community sort of saying, hey, yeah, let's listen. Let's listen to see what's going on and how things are going and what's being said and um, how we think about that. So awesome. Thank you. Um, you guys are the best. Uh, today, I'm going to share a little story about the waiting room. Um, I know many of us have been in waiting rooms in our lives for various reasons. Um, and I just thought I would share a little reflection on that. I've been watching and trying to get a sense of what happened. The language. I didn't understand everything, but it wasn't good. Each person came out one after the other, teary-eyed, exhaling deeply through owed lips. Looking at each other for something. Looking for that someone. Someone died. Who? I don't know. I'm sitting here trying to not stare, but to stop staring. Uh, yet feeling so compelled to look and try and fix it, or at least try to understand. To try and stop the huge weight of sadness that was filling the room. The ebbs and flows of wanting to, of wanting to say something, or wanting something to eat, and being asked if they wanted anything, or hearing her say, I just want my sister back. Beat. When is Abuela coming? I'll see you soon, my baby girl. I'll see you soon. And did anyone tell him, that little guy? I met their eyes only a few times. Once, when Abuela arrived, she was walking in, and we both looked at them escorting her in, and our eyes connected, and we exhaled at each other. The air was so thick. We couldn't get enough of it back in. She was walking, clutching at her body. Not Abuela, someone different. Shoulders squared in and hiding. I catch a few words that were spoken. Are you wearing the same clothes? Did you shower? She said I had to. I could still smell him on me. Sitting in the waiting room and I wonder, what am I waiting for? I'm filled up and maybe just consider I'm just there to hold... No, actually maybe to filter what's floating back into the hospital room where my wife is. I can't go back there. Actually, I'm not allowed. Lansing equals blood, and blood equals this petri on the floor. I'm absorbing things in this waiting room, making sure they don't seep their way back into my wife's room. And to me, there's something important about that in this story. This small noticing that struck me as a new and different as new and different encounters passed through the place that I was waiting. And sometimes I feel like this in a DBT session, as if I'm in a waiting room, that I'm stuck, 
and the encounters and moments are flying in and out of my sphere, and I'm stuck trying to synthesize the input, trying to take in what I need, uh, what I need to take in and let others pass by. Some get sucked in and I don't know what to do with them, and some don't stay. Some are forever imprinted on me. I wonder if people, if other people also have this experience. They also feel like they absorb what's around them. And maybe I'm too sensitive, but maybe it's how everyone feels. The only thing that helps me through is that there is some purpose that I serve. And I think that's part of myself and part of my personality. And I've, I've always really tried to hide it away or deny or stop it. But what is, the, what is the big problem in feeling like I have a purpose? Like I have a strength in providing a service that I'm helpful or maybe not helpful, but rather I can hold a space, provide some sort of presence in places that are often full of disappearing acts, places that no one wants to stay and see, feel, digest, and express. But we try to do this in DBT, to provide a space where things can fly around and be absorbed, but also thrown back and put into conversation, embodied or otherwise. The thing that makes it worthwhile the staying present despite the feeling to disappear, the back and forth throwing, the things that make it all great, is the simple fact that within the space, out of it emerges something terribly lovely. Out of the stuck, where things are flying and moving and hard to track or hard to get a sense of what the language is or what the story is, that within that space, whoo, something amazing emerges. And that's something whatever it might be, changes the course. And really, I didn't, I didn't need to be serving any real purpose. I just had to be there as an active participant, trying to continue the conversation. And that thing, that lovely thing emerges different. She walks out of the emergency room door, and although still in pain, something is better. I smile. She smiles. And I know all is good in the world. So there you have it. Another episode down. And hopefully the conversation's still going strong. Feel free to give me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or any story ideas. Don't forget to subscribe at your iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. Take care and play on.